0: Hey guys, welcome to our uh, first week of our study on the presence of God. And first and foremost, I'm with Charlie Lightsey here, and really looking forward to this study with you. And um, really, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually like going to play second fiddle for much of this because you are uh, just very very good at this uh, topic and and this stuff, but. I just look forward to this, doing this with you. And so we're looking forward to several uh, several weeks of this study together on the presence of God. And, and we're going to go probably in several areas. And... Uh, Oh, man, I'm, I'm really thrilled. I actually kind of uh, lost sleep last night because I was really excited about doing this, starting this. And so I uh, hope everybody else is. But we're not going to waste a lot of time at the very beginning. You know, people know who you are. They're going to get to know more about you. If they don't already know you, you're more popular in our area. But there's a lot of people that have joined us on Facebook from all over the place. And so um, Charlie, uh, he doesn't like to be promoted too much, but he did write. He just wrote a book called The Mass Church. And I've read through half of it so far. And I'm really, really liking this. And it has nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, it's it's a whole different subject. And so if you want more information about that, you let us know. We can get you connected with that book. Uh, but let's jump in here, Charlie, Let's talk about this. Because I would love for you to start us off in prayer as we get ready to start. And I think you've got a few things to share with us at the very beginning here before we get into the meat of it. But really, technically, I guess it is the meat of it because there's some important things that we have to know kind of preluding into the presence of God that it really sets the pace for everything that we may not think about. Um, And so I'm just going to let you. Thanks for joining me, first Mm
1: -hmm. and foremost. Thank you for the opportunity. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for this blessed opportunity. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray your blessings upon Pastor Brian. Thank you, Lord, for his Calling, Thank you, Lord, for his gifts. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing upon his life. Thank you, Lord, for how you've sent him to this community and opened many doors for him to be able to preach the gospel and reach many, not only in person, but through media as well. Thank you, Lord, for blessing our time together. It's all about you. It's all about your presence. Mm -hmm. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come, fill this room. Fill this room as we speak. Give us all ears to hear what you would say to us, Lord, in Jesus' name.
0: amen 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 Amen.
1: do have a passage that i'd like to share with you from philippians chapter 3 and there's three verses uh, with some verses in between and i like to call the first verse in philippians chapter 3 verse 10 is my aim my aim here and i'm not saying it because me personally i'm just saying we're all in this together as i talked to you about nobody has an authority on anything we are all learning. We're all students of the word. Yeah. So I wanted to, you say, well, wh- where are you coming from? So if you want to know where am I coming from? What's, what's the aim in this whole endeavor and this whole study reflected in the book and everything is this. In Philippians chapter three, verse 10, reading from the Passion, Trans- Passion Translation, it says, and I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of, of his resurrection working in me. Mm. I will be one with him in his sufferings and I will be one with him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. So our goal, my aim, our aim, is to continually know more and more and more, not only about Jesus, but about the power of the resurrection that works in us. Mm Now, as far as my admission is concerned, it's found in verse 12. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I haven't reached the absolute fullness of this. Mm -hmm. You know, none of us have. But all we can do is run with passion into any topic Mm -hmm. that God places upon us. We search the scriptures, we open our ears to hear, and we run with passion. And as far as the application is concerned, my prayer for us and anyone who's viewing or listening is in verse 15. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. Mm. So that's our prayer, Mm -hmm. is that we all have this passion to know more Mm -hmm. about his presence. Yeah, a passion for His presence is what it's all about. To me, that's the theme. I, you know, I wear glasses and everything, and you you know you hear people say they look through rose colored glasses yeah. or whatever. Well, to me, you know, I can take my glasses off, but the view I see through my glasses, so to speak, is I want to see everything in the context of presence. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because that's
1: what it's all about. Everything revolves around the presence of God.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I felt like it was such a, a crucial topic to talk about because it's the center of it all. Right. I mean, without that, it doesn't matter what gifts you have. Doesn't matter how talented you are. Doesn't matter any of this. As as a believer, that's what it's all about: is the presence of God. And um, one of the things that we were talking about before the video ever started, we were talking about how that uh, what it was like for Jesus growing up, and some of the things we talked about really kind of prelude into this whole presence of God because. Um, you know, we were talking about Jesus and the relationship with the Holy Spirit and us now and what it was like for Jesus growing up and some of the battles that he had, some of the issues he was human form. There's things that I think about. I think about a lot of things when I read scripture, I think everybody should, I mean, you know, um, I don't know everything just like you just said, mm-hmm. we're trying to sort it out, trying to figure it out, but I would love for you to kind of, let's talk about that a little bit. What, what you were talking about as far as Jesus and the presence of God in him and uh, your viewpoint on that, because I think it's so good. I think it might help us going into this study. Um, what, let's just kind of okay. let's have just, at it. let just take at it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, j- uh, obviously, Jesus is referred to as the last Adam. Right. Okay. So let's begin by going back to the first Adam. Mm-hmm. The first Adam lived in presence, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. lived in constant communion. He didn't have to schedule a worship service.
0: Now, could you imagine? Wow.
1: Just think about it. We schedule worship times. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we make time in our schedule Mm -hmm. to worship. Mm -hmm. Well, the original, the first Adam, he didn't have to do that. He communed in presence constantly.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He was lived in presence. He walked in the spirit. He walked in the wind. He walked in the, it says the cool of the day, but that, you know, as you know, the wind, the spirit. Mm -hmm. So he walked in presence. Yeah. That's the way I like to just paraphrase it. Yeah. Adam walked in presence. Right. Until the ate of forbidden fruit. Right. So when he fell, people like to concentrate on the actual act. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather say what did he lose? Mm. He fell from presence. Mm-hmm. He lost a presence. Yeah. That's why they hid. Mm-hmm. You know? So he lost presence. And the moment he did so, the divine plan was kicked into gear yeah. to reinstitute presence, right? And so in Genesis three fifteen, yeah, in Jesus three fifteen is when it all kicked in. Mm. You think about it all that time. I mean mm-hmm.
0: God's plan. I mean God is very much a. I laugh and say that I would prefer the microwave version, but mm-hmm. God is very much a crock
1: pot kind of God, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> because He's got the yep. big picture. In yeah. my, so. We're interested in the outcome. He's interested in the process. He
0: is, yeah. And I'm like, yes. and, and of course the process is where you really change. Yeah. Absolutely. So the second Adam comes into play.
1: Yeah, second Adam comes into play. Well let's if we could, let's um let's bridge the gap. Okay. Okay. It says and the very familiar, we got a couple of passages that we run across at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that's the only time we come across them. Oh. Okay, in Isaiah seven fourteen, mm-hmm. you know, the prophecy. That a virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son mm-hmm. and shall call his name Emmanuel. Right. Okay, and that's very interesting because Emmanuel means God with us. Mm-hmm. We often say God is with us, Right. but we don't see the is. Even if you look that up in the concordance, the is is in parentheses. Mm. In other words, for us to fill in to relate. Right. But no, Emmanuel means God. With us, mm-hmm. okay. What does that mean? That means it is a passive, abiding presence. Yet for a predetermined result,
0: hmm.
1: you know. There's an abiding presence that's not necessarily on standby, mm-hmm. but there's an abiding presence that's at work in us. Yeah. That's living in us. Yeah. So whenever Mary met up with Gabriel, or Gabriel met up with Mary, yeah, and he says. Uh, introduced a concept. Here's the plan. Yeah. Okay. And she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Then she said, basically, Okay, I receive mm-hmm. that seed of Emmanuel within me. Mm-hmm. So just as she carried the seed, we carry presence. Whenever we receive Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. We don't, we're not born that way. Yeah. But whenever we become a new creature in Christ and ask Jesus, we say Jesus coming to heart, but we actually we're saying, I'm making you the Lord of my life. Right. And I'm asking your presence to come and take up residence within me. hmm So a parallel scripture to that is in Isaiah 9, 6. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of what started it all for me. Okay. And that is, it says, for unto you a child is born. hmm For unto us, or for unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. Mm -hmm. Why the distinction? Yeah. Why the distinction? Why can't it just say, for unto us a child is born? Religiously, that would suffice. Mm -hmm. But he differentiates for a reason. For unto us a son is given. Yeah. Okay, the way I see it is this, and the way I understand it is the difference between the package and the present. Mm. If I want to ship something to you, Mm -hmm. if I want to send you a present, if I want to send you this book, do I just put a stamp on it Mm -hmm. and drop it in the mailbox? No. No. I put it inside a box. Right. Now, if it's fragile, I will carefully wrap the contents. Mm -hmm. I'll place it in the box securely. I'll tape the box up. Mm -hmm. I'll put an address on it. Because it's got an intended destination. Mm-hmm. Well, there was an intended destination. Yeah, From Genesis 3.15, okay, is when the package, the present was placed in the package mm. because he spoke it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he says, okay, now I'm shipping this. It's gonna take four thousand years to get there. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean we think our mail service is Yeah, right. (laughs) COVID ain't got nothing on this.
0: Okay. But along the way,
1: right, this package was tracked. Oh man, come on. It was tracked by Isaiah. Yeah. It was tracked by David. Oh my gosh. It was tracked by Moses. You're messing me up. It was tracked by Abraham. (laughs) Come on. All
0: these saints of old. All these prophecies. All the these prophecies—what they were doing—they were the tracking
1: package. the package. Oh my God! There's a package coming.
0: Oh my goodness gracious! Jeez. You see what I'm saying? I say now, shut up, man. in the
1: Old Testament, mm. in the Old Testament, when presence—presence presence could come upon. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, when presence came upon, it was to prophesy. Mm-hmm. So, when you think about that, presence came upon to prophesy because presence could not yet dwell within mm-hmm. until Jesus came. And he made a way, obviously, for a presence to now dwell within. So everything is a matter of presence come upon you. My presence will come upon you and you shall prophesy. Whether that's it was Saul, whether it was David, yeah. you know, presence came upon. But all the while, a package is on the way. Mm, mm. There's an Emmanuel presence mm-hmm. that's going to be available to you. Mm-hmm. But this package has to be delivered first. And that's, you're talking about that. It makes
0: me think about, you know, the presence of God on Daniel or David or Daniel or any, any of these Old Testament mm-hmm. saints. Uh, you think about that whole thing is that things uh, were, they rose or fell based on the leader. You know, the kings, the good kings, bad kings, presence of God available, presence of God on them, presence of God because of their choices, because of what they did, you know, and you think about that, that what Jesus did was just level the playing field for all of us to not have to, I don't have to rely on you. I don't have to, I don't have to be a victim of somebody else's poor leadership. Or somebody else's, you know, I, I don't have to, or my husband or my wife or whatever, my spouse, my friend, whatever it is, I don't have to be. I love that because everybody gets an opportunity Absolutely. if they want it.
1: Well, and what do they need to do, <clears throat> okay, to be able to receive that opportunity? Yeah. Well, as we were talking before we went on the air here, is there are scriptures and there are passages that are mentioned in the Bible, and then a lot of times you can look at it from the principal perspective, but as we said, looking at it through a certain lens, mm-hmm. I want to look at it through the lens of presence. Okay. Okay. So I say, okay, what are you saying here? Mm-hmm. What are you saying through presence? All right. In Ephesians chapter four, it mentions where Paul says, do not let the sun go down on your anger, mm-hmm. nor give place to the devil. Mm-hmm. Well, that word place is topos, T-O-P-O-S in the Greek, mm-hmm. which... To make a long story short an address Mm -hmm. Mm. you could say a geographical region you could say a place you know a location well the way presence revealed it to me was and what came to me was address Mm. so when Gabriel appeared to Mary Gabriel is looking to deliver a package. He's like the UPS man. (laughs) Gabriel was the UPS man or the FedEx delivery guy. All these other people have been saying, there he comes, there he comes, and there he shows up. (laughs) And Gabriel shows up. So he's looking for someone to supply the address. Yeah. So when Mary said, be it unto me according to your word, Mm. she gave him the address to deliver the package Mm. because she yielded jurisdiction yeah, you can come on my property, and it was her choice. Exactly. You can come cool. on my property, right? You can come up to my door, yeah, and you can deliver this package. Gabriel presented the option to her. <laughs> she could have rejected it. She could have refused the package,
0: and she got a text right then says, "Your package has been delivered." Absolutely. <laughs> that's Gabriel's oh knocking does. on
1: the door. Do you want? Will you receive this package? Oh my gosh! I'm looking for someone. I'm looking for a recipient. Yes. Okay, this package needs to be opened yeah. for many people to enjoy the contents, yeah. but someone's got to receive the package. Mm-hmm. So Mary said, be it unto me, mm-hmm. I'll receive the package. Yeah. So she did. And when she yielded the authority over her life, the jurisdiction over her life, mm-hmm. she gave permission to God the Father right. through the messenger, Gabriel, the messenger archangel, to say, okay. Now, Genesis 3.15, 4,000 years, this package has been shipped. All these Old Testament saints, Isaiah prophesied it, mm-hmm. a virgin shall be your child and mm-hmm. shall call his name Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Are you the one? Mm-hmm. Can I deliver the package to your address? Yeah. She said yes.
0: Wow, that crazy. Yeah. And so much involved there because we can go into the depths of this thing. And, Absolutely. And, but the lineage of mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph mm-hmm. and the kingdom and the blood, the king, the the authority, the blood, the relation, all this stuff going all the way back. Absolutely. And you can see going all the way back to Genesis 3, how God orchestrated yep. this entire thing and used unlikely people right. to do, to help be the ones to point the way toward the Absolutely. package. Absolutely. Gosh, what's some good stuff. And
1: see, one other thing that comes to me, and I don't want to get you in trouble with the missus here, but say, for instance, Miss Amanda, order something. Yeah. Okay. Well. She orders stuff. She orders stuff. Okay. (laughs) You can either be on board with it. Yeah. Well, what if she's not home and they want to deliver the package? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember her order. She did tell me she ordered this. Right. Think about Joseph.
0: Yeah. Right. Think about Joseph. Oh, yeah.
1: Joseph is like, I didn't order this.
0: Right. Here we are. We're supposed to get married. People Absolutely. Say, yeah. I
1: didn't order this. Mary, you ordered what? Yeah. You gave them your address, and which is going to be yeah. my address? Yeah. So the angel had to appear to, to Joseph. And it wasn't a matter of Joseph just getting on board with the idea. Right. It wasn't a matter. No. He had to yield yeah. himself and say, okay, I'm willing, because we're going to share the same address. Mm-hmm. We're going to be one. Mm-hmm. We're going to be one flesh. I'll take him on too.
0: Wow. That's so good. And And, you see what I'm saying? And when you think
1: about, then see that's the difference between Joseph in the Old Testament and Joseph in the New Testament. Yeah. Joseph in the Old Testament talking about recognizing presence. He recognized from the pit to the palace Mm -hmm. there was a presence with him. Yeah. Although it had to be upon him. Yeah. But now the Joseph in the New Testament says, okay, Emmanuel, you mean to tell me Mm -hmm. that she's going to conceive Mm -hmm. because Holy Spirit's going to overshadow her Mm -hmm. and she's going to receive a package Mm -hmm. that I didn't have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of faith on Joseph.
0: That is, it is. And the reputation involved and all the things that he was up against. Absolutely. But you think about that. I mean, I'm thinking about that just in here listening to you. Emmanuel... He was Emmanuel before the package was ever delivered. Absolutely. He's yeah. always been. Yep. And for the first time we get to see him in a new light, mm-hmm. in a new way. And uh I mean to think about it, you're talking about Joseph in the Old Testament, that cat had favor everywhere he went. Yep. And and I and obviously I believe it's because of the presence of God, but also it was a choice mm-hmm. that he made to live in that presence right and i think uh, to me when i read the story of joseph in the old Testament, and i know this is not exactly where we were headed but i see an immature guy who didn't know what to do with it Shot but like you said yeah. right at the very get-go here we're all just trying to figure this out we're going to run head headstrong right into the right into it and sort it out when we get there because that's all we're doing anyway right and think about him because he was like, oh, your brothers are going to bow down to me and all that stuff. And, I, and I'm sure that the older, bro, the older Joseph would have said, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, I probably shouldn't have shared those things with right. them. because." But then again, God used it to work it all out to everybody's good, right. just like he does. But we, I love that story of Joseph. But I like how you're, you're relating that to the New Testament, mm-hmm. Joseph, because they are... Right. I've never th- thought about yeah. it like that.
1: Well, Emmanuel, as we said, Emmanuel, there is no "is" in Emmanuel. It's just God with us. Right. And it's a, it's a nuance in the in the language, that it, it's got a point behind it. Mm-hmm. And the point is, is that Emmanuel was a passive, coexisting, abiding presence mm-hmm. for a yet undetermined result. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this package was shipped. Mm-hmm. And so many people, as the Spirit of God came upon them, yeah. they prophesied, they tracked this package along the way. Okay? But they didn't know the fullness
0: mm-hmm.
1: of what this package was bringing.
0: Well, how could anybody really? Right? So
1: nobody could. Nobody could. And, and even today. Right. That's what I'm saying. We run with passion into his abundance. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if Jesus was to come today or tomorrow, yeah. I mean, thousands of years from now, we'll still be unwrapping this whole concept.
0: I mean, I think about eternity. I think, I mean, honestly, in my fleshly body, Mm -hmm. my fleshly mind, my very finite mind, and the little bit that I do use, I'm like, won't we get bored? You know, after a thousand Mm -hmm. years and then I think, then I'm like, no, we won't. But, But it's hard to imagine what that would be like. And now I know that it's like every day when you get up, if that's what you do, whatever you do, it's like brand new again, you know. Because we we They're have new every morning, we have exactly we have those reflections now. Those Absolutely. mercies are new every single day, Absolutely. but we don't live in that a right. lot of times. We live burdened down by the world, mm-hmm. letting the world consume. You know the goodness of God. Um, and things like that, and so it's just, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> so, okay, so we're nearing the end of this one. Hopefully, everybody's engaged with this. I know I am. If nobody else gets anything out of it, Pastor Brian did. <laughs> so, but listen, I think they will. But is there anything else? What, how would you like to close this out today, uh, before we move into next week's? You know, when we go deeper into the presence of God and we talk about some of the nuts and bolts. Any, what, how would you like to close this out today? Is there anything else? I know you talked about the, the Jesus and Holy Spirit. Right. You know, that was one of the things we talked about before this ever started. Uh, I don't know. However you want to close it out, mm-hmm. I want to give you that time to be able to do that.
1: Well, we speak of the package. Yes. But we need to find out what's in the package. Mm-hmm. And we alluded to it, but there's a whole lot more to it. Yes. What's in this package? And the sad part is, is that we're talking about the present. Mm -hmm. The present is in the package. Mm -hmm. The package was shipped. The package was tracked. Mary said, be it unto me, I will give a delivery address. Mm -hmm. But there's a present inside the package. Mm -hmm. And sadly, for centuries, and even perhaps even more so in this social media age that we live in today, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so many people... Say, I want the package, but they never bother to open up the package to find what the present is that's inside.
0: Man, listen, and that's did, what we need to get listen, into. I did it for years, though, <laughs> Me too? I, just so that people can make sure they Me relate. Too? I didn't, I didn't uh, kneel yep. down in an altar at yep. almost 17, get saved, come out a preacher, yep. come out the pastor. For, I know yep. I, I screwed up, I messed mm-hmm. up, I did not hunger for the Lord. Yeah. I think one of my favorite authors is Donald Miller, and one of the things that he wrote one time that I so related to, says, I didn't, just didn't fall in love with Jesus. I had to learn to love Jesus. Right. And so I went for years that didn't open up. Um, but one of the reasons why I feel like that, I felt like I wasn't worthy. Right. I've, and I was constantly in this mind battle of, did you really get saved? Are you really changed? Are you really new? You know, And you got this going on, and, and, and I wasn't taking on the helmet of salvation. I wasn't doing those things, but I just didn't know. <laughs> right. But thankfully, God put me in situations around certain people right. that over the course of time didn't kill me, they loved on me, and they spoke into my life. And I don't even know if they knew that they were doing it, you know, so much, but right. God was so much in it. And I'm sure you're the same way. We just didn't come out. we I mean, were still figuring it out. And the reason I know I haven't arrived is because I can take the one verse and read that same verse every day and get something completely new and different yeah. out of it than I did the day before. And I'm like, okay, I haven't arrived. None I, of us there, have. There's still questions yeah. I have. There's still things that I'm hearing. Yeah. You know, so. But
1: in the, uh, just one more point, I will segue, is it takes courage mm-hmm. in this day and age, especially, if, you know, with the peer pressure that our teens face and stuff yeah. like that. It takes peer pressure on the job site for people to admit and confess that I'm a Christian. Yeah. Some people, that's a challenge. Yeah. But for others, they've already mastered that. And they, you know, they sit in church and they have no problem confessing, "I'm a Christian." Yeah. But the the sad part is, a lot of people, when they say, "I'm a Christian," basically all they're saying is, "I've received the package." Right. The question is, have you received the presence?
0: So what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we are going to unwrap that package. Absolutely. And we, gosh, I mean, somebody's (laughs) life's going to get changed, man. (laughs) Hallelujah! uh, Mine is already. I'm just encouraged.
1: (laughs) by hearing from you
0: brother this is good stuff <laughs> so, and so thank you guys for joining us for this first week and uh, as we come back next week and, and dive into it some more and uh, feel free to share this connect with us in every which way he's I've asked him I said you should promote your book he says no I'm not big on promotion and everything else and I really like that approach because scripture actually says promotion comes from the Lord Amen. sometimes it comes from from the pastor uh, it was <laughs> from the Lord to the pastor you can pick up Charlie's book The Mass Church on Amazon you just uh, search Mass Church and Charlie Lightsey and you'll find it. It's a really good book. We're going to dive more into Actually, we're just diving into one chapter is all we're diving, diving into pretty much. Part of uh, chapter three. Yes. Part of chapter three mm-hmm. and then and some of another chapter. And it's just really good. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, messages, if you have any needs, any questions at all, just let us know. But we'll see you next week.